Hey everybody, welcome back to the Rice and Slice Golf Show Podcast. My name is Theo. Gentlemen, next to me is Chen Meng, episode 51. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, another interesting week of golf, another interesting week in our lives. Uh, yeah, welcome back. What's going on, Chenji? You seem stressed, mate. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, now that I've listened to your intro, it just felt so much better than yeah, my last did, intro for episode well, fifty, didn't it? <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just a bit a bit of energy, mate. That's all it is. It's not it's nothing mad. I mean, also you did do you did do this for forty nine episodes, and I did it for one. Yes, so. so I've had a bit of practice. I bet you, if you did it for fifty episodes, you would get really good at doing it. So it kind of I mean, makes still, sense. Let's. You know, well, you know, I think I'm just going to make a day up. Today is um, Podcast Appreciation Day. Shout out to Theo for being such a wonderful host right. and okay. <laughs> editing all the videos, putting some amazing clips on and absolutely deserving of his yeah. holiday right now in the sunny isles of Spain. Yes. So I'm currently in Benidorm, um, reaping in my rewards uh, from the Rick Shields video. <laughs> <laughs> living the life so, you are in spain while i'm in spain without the s yes you, you're yeah that's very good you said that yesterday that was such a good uh, little joke but yeah i'm uh, i'm in benedorm <laughs> i'm in a really nice uh, like resort hotel it might have two golf courses on it might not <laughs> i think in the background i don't know how well this is edited on how you, what you can see from behind but there's literally uh well obviously if you're listening hi <laughs> welcome if you're watching then yeah, behind me, as as you can see, well, you, I don't know if you can see. So this is the what is it called? I keep forgetting the name. The Levante course, and this is actually like a Jack Nicholas design course behind me. Eighteen hole championship course, um, and the right behind me, that's a second hole which I played here yesterday. And there's another course, and that is called where is it? The Poniente course. I don't know what that means, but that's like a like a shorter quirky course i get into all the courses later on but yeah man it's, it's it's good it's nice it's warm it's not too hot it's it's got pools it's got food it's got benedorm is like five kilometers down i'm not bothered about going to benedorm we just want to have like a relaxing holiday play a bit of golf today i want to play golf and the and my okay, wife Theo, sh shut up okay sorry sorry all i want to hear about you shot 69 yes yeah, so you broke 70 i broke what the I broke 70. Today, uh, my wife was caddying for me. She was just driving the buggy. Dude, I played really good golf. The fact that the golf course was a par 62 has nothing to do with it. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Of course not. If it was a par 72, you still would have hit 69. That's how maths works. Well, yeah, I don't know. how. That, but to be fair, right. Okay, let, let's get. Yeah, so the, par, the, the, par, the golf course that I played today was a par 62. It's, it's all par threes and par fours. The longest hole on this course is 256 yards. No, that's a lie. 312 yards is, is the longest hole. But it's like, it's, it's just, a, there's no par fives. It's all just par threes and par fours. Dude, I have never in my life played a course like this. You will fall, fall in love with it. It is the quirkiest, most weirdest, like, golf course you will ever see it's weird to explain so before i came here obviously i knew that there was two golf courses on you know uh, so my first job was booking my to bring my golf clubs that was the first thing um getting here i came i came here and uh, yesterday i played the levante course i shot 85 on a par 72 yesterday which is decent 13 over you know not bad but the, the levante course is like a normal 18 hole championship course it's like very it's like a very american 
style course where it's like Bermuda grass, it's like nice open wide fairways, but bunkers like placed very well in locations where you don't want to be in. The bunkers here are like really weird. They're like, it's almost, it's not sand. It's like gravel, dude, because it's heavy. And I found this out yesterday, like on the 17th. The reason why the, the, the bunkers are like this is because it gets very windy here. So if they put nice soft sand, it, it gets like, it, you know, it gets swept away by the wind. And it, you know, this, and this, so the, what they thought about doing is putting like heavier gravelly kind of um, sand, shall we say. And it's like, dude, it's full of stones. I'm like, I feel bad for like using my wedges, man. Like on my 60 degree wedge, I've got like three, four scuff marks from using, from being in bunkers. And it's like, no way. yeah, man, it's really, it's not that good. Like everything else was perfectly fine. But the bunkers, obviously within, for a reason, it's just not like soft sand, which is like the first time I've seen that. It's like, so hitting a ball. Yeah, but surely in links, surely in like Scottish links courses. I know. It's windier. I don't know. Mate, do you think this, this might be the dumbest thing That's I've ever no, said? Zero, zero excuse for it to be windy in I, Spain I agree. and I agree. have some gravel whilst a links course in like the highlands of I agree. Scotland will have normal gravel. Normal here's, here's my thought. Do you think the reason why the bunkers are so deep is to avoid wind going in them? Or is it genuinely just to make things more difficult? I think they're just being cheap. Maybe. But it's, I haven't seen a single bunker with like sand in it, which was all like gravel. I've got a one minute golf course review coming out as well. So uh, keep an eye out for that at Rice and Slice podcast on TikTok and Instagram. So keep an eye out for that. But um, yeah, it's uh, but yeah. again, mate, you shot 69. Yes. I know. I don't know. Care what people think. No. Also controversial opinion as well. I think if you score a hole in one on a par three course, it still counts as a, as a hole in one. I agree. So if you, I agree. If you break, if you break 70, right? On a par 63, 62. you've still broken 70. That's it. I'm still going to tell. Like, I know there's a caveat. Like, yes, I, I broke 70. But, you know, there's a but. I, you know, but then again, well, I'm seven over, dude. And the course, right? So looking on court, like the course on, on, the, on, the, on, um, on the website or, you know, on the course plan or on the scorecard or whatever, the course looks easy, mate. So I was on the hold 19 app before I got here and I was like, oh, this is easy. Like there was like a 80 yard par three saying that it was like that, that was the shortest par three. But yesterday when I played like the, the main course, I played with two, with an older couple. They were lovely, bless them. And we kind of got talking. I said, oh, I'm playing uh, the other course tomorrow, the par 62. And they were like, oh my God, you're going to have a tough time there. And I'm like, what? I thought it was like an easy kind of par three-ish kind of course. You know, it had a few, has a few par fours. A bunch of par threes, nice and easy. You're finished within three hours. Happy days, you know, everything's good. He's like, no, it's like very difficult. He, like, I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, mate, the, co the course is full of ravines, bunkers everywhere. It's like dog legs left, dog legs right. It's like, it's, it's like Aphrodite Hills. Like, the, you know, is it the seventh par three Aphrodite Hills? But every hole is like that. Mm -hmm. So there's like, you, you need wow. to be very, and the, the, the fairways, mate, the fairways are probably 50 yards wide from like left to right. So your dispersion rate, it's, it needs to be, you need to be on. Because if you slice a ball, you're losing it. If you hook a ball, you're losing it. You need to be like dead straight to be able to like shoot a decent score. So me actually shooting 69 on a, 60, on a par 62 is actually pretty good. Because yes, it's our par threes and par fours. But mate, it's a, such a difficult course. It's, it's one of the weirdest like short, it's only like 4,000 yards, mate. Oh my God, is it hard. Like you need to be proper accurate. Yeah, but so did you use driver? 
I used, I thought I'd be smart. Uh, I used driver on the, on the first, right? Uh, it was like a, where is it? No, not this one. So the first hole, right? It is a 250 yard uh, par four, obviously. And it's the way it starts is there's is the green and then all around the front the front and going all the way around the left there's bo massive bunkers and I'm like yeah no problem I'll um you know I'll I'll use a driver I'll try and drive the green or if you know if if it doesn't go as long as a 250 yard shot I could be short in a bunker like no problem it's fine uh, not considering like you know I could possibly slice a ball as you know. Rice and slice. There's a reason why we called the podcast hmm. Rice and Slice. So anyway, first shot of the Obviously, day. Obviously, because I'm the rice, yes. you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm the slice. Obviously. Obviously. 50, 50. <laughs> so, um, so I get up there. No, first swing of the day. I didn't go to the driving range. I, did, I didn't practice. I was like, yeah, I played decent yesterday. I, I'll be fine today. I had a couple of chips. I had a couple of putts. That's it. Go in the driving range. Uh, go on the first hole. Uh, first, uh, first shot, tee up. And I obviously I slice it into the trees. Thankfully, I find my ball and I start off with a with a bogey. So I've got a five on a 250 yard um, par four. But other than that, I think I used my driver once more. And I was like, that's not the play. So I was just using my hybrid and I was hitting my hybrid decent. I was hitting my irons decent. Dude, Bermuda grass, man. It's the best. I don't care what anybody says. I know a lot of people, especially people like around us and around England, they proper struggle around the greens. Dude, it is the best thing, man, because everything around the green is like fluffy grass. So even though it's, it looks like it's sitting down, there's like another like half an inch of grass below that. So you can really afford to like open the club face and really get aggressive with, with your short game. Dude, I've never hit my, my 60 degree more in my life than what I've hit it today, let alone yesterday and today. I've hit that thing so much and I've had so much fun, man. Even like on the practice, on the, on the little chipping area, mate, I will just put my ball out anywhere and it's just not so nice and fluffy. I'm like, you cannot go wrong. So you open the club face, ball forward, weight forward, just kind of, just, mate, it is the most fun. I could spend all day around the chipping area, just, just chipping, chipping. And I'm like, yeah, I, mate, I had, I had so much fun today. Even like Christiana, my wife, she came with me. I was like, yeah, it's only like a easy, you know, course or whatever. So I let you drive the buggy. She had a few putts, you know, she had, she had a, we, we had a good time. But yeah, two and a half hours maybe we're finished. Um, I ended up shooting six to nine. Um, it, was, it was amazing. It was, it, was, it was a lot of fun today, man. I loved it. And I'm, tomorrow, I'm actually going to play this course again because I loved it so much. You would love it here. Nice. I think you would break 60. No, I don't think I'd break 60, mate. But maybe, maybe 65. Maybe. A few mistakes here, a few less mistakes. I think I, I think I could. No driver. No driver. No driver on the first. No, no exactly. No driver on any par four. Uh, saying that, with my hybrid, there was a few, a few. Um, that you could only play from the yellow, so the, the whites weren't even available today. But the, there was a few shots, like the, for example, the seventeenth, three hundred and twelve yards. Again, I used my hybrid. I was like, I, I, I hit it because obviously high elevation, hot, you know, climate, or whatever. It does go a little bit further. So my hybrid, I was I probably hit 240, which is like a, a half decent drive. I'm like, yeah, what more do you need, mate? So I'm using my hybrid, 60, 70 yards in, 60 degree wedge. You're in, you're two putting, you know, whatever. Sometimes it was just, mate, it's a lot of fun. We need to next year. We're definitely coming here. We are 100% coming here. We'll organize a group of like eight people, and um, and we'll have we'll come here and we'll have a good time. I'm not going to lie. And I was actually just talk, uh, talking to some friends today. 
I'd love to go, or was it yesterday? I'd love to go to Benidorm. Like, I'd just love to go to Benny, but like not by yourself, but no, just no. with a group of lads. You need the, you need the group here. Um, like, I, a, listen. a proper group of lads, though. Like, it's a proper, like, it is. Bender set. It is, it is. That's why I haven't been to Benidorm with, with, with my wife. Um, we went yesterday to Old Town. We had some food. We're going after this podcast. We're, we're, I'm getting dressed and we're going to, for some tapas or whatever. But um, yeah, it's like a proper last holiday. Because I've, I've lived in Magaluf for two years, right? You're going, you're, you're going on a lash? No, I'm definitely not. Not with Christiana. <laughs> nice, relaxed. Maybe a couple of glasses of wine, but that's it. Uh, I, I lived in Magaluf for two years, right? And I know what Magaluf is like. I've lived it. I've it, literally, I know the ins and outs, the, everything you need to know about that place. I know how dirty it is. I know everything about that place, right? Benidorm is not, is not to that level, but it's towards that level. So I'm like, I'm just kind of, all I wanted was a nice hotel with nice facilities, pools, restaurants. That's all I wanted. Golf like, courses. That's all I wanted. And we got that. So yeah, happy days. I mean, speaking of like sort of golf sort of holidays, I guess, have you recently seen, because it's been appearing on my Instagram algorithm a lot, like the, the Gulf Coast in Turkey? Mate. It's mad. We need to do that as well. I don't know when, but we need to do that. Dude, I don't know if you know this, right? So whoever doesn't know, obviously Turkey is like a num- one of the biggest spots in the middle of the earth to go and play golf, right? There's places, there's a place, I want to say, is it Ant- Antia? Antia? I could, Antalya. Antalya. And it's like a location on the coast of, um, of, of, of uh, Turkey. And there's probably, without exaggeration, 40 golf courses literally next to each other. And most of the golf courses, I don't know if you know this, Chenji, there's golf courses that are 24 hours. So you can go there, you can get like, an, uh, like a package where it's all you can play golf. So if you want to go and play golf at three in the morning, you can literally get out of bed, go at three in the morning and play golf. Do it. How incredible is that? What do you mean get out of bed? I mean like, yeah, I okay, I'm, I'm drunk, yeah. I'm, wa- I'm wasted, yeah. let's go on the golf course. We need to do that as well. You know? So I think next year... We need, we've, had we ten, need... we've had 10 shots of tequila. Yes. Yeah. We've had... 10 pints of beer yep. and it's 2 a.m. in the morning. We don't want to go home. And one of the boys says, let's go play some golf. I agree. That sounds I, sick. I Epic. think next year we need to do Turkey trip and we need to do a, um, a, a like a Benidorm trip. I think that'd be wicked. This place is like, it's, it's and, actually probably like we talked about it today or yes. I mean, we talked about it today, right? We need to go on a winter trip. Like, I feel like we talked about, I mean, yes. actually, I feel like exactly this time last year, we recorded an episode saying that, man, we need to do something in the winter because the weather's getting colder. Yes. Every, the days are getting shorter. Everything seems to be miserable. Christmas is something to look forward to. But after Christmas, everything is going to turn into crap. That's it. In the UK. Yes, I agree. So need something to look forward to. Play some golf in Turkey. Play some golf in Spain. You know, for next year, let's actually make it happen. Where did I say to you yesterday about going in the in the? Oh, Marrakesh. Yeah, because Marrakesh. I didn't know you could play in Morocco, mate. There's some golf courses in Morocco. I've, I've got a friend of mine that went there, and there's like five or six like incredible golf courses, all close to each other. The, the hotel you can rent like a villa, and it's like it will cost you like fifty euros or fifty pounds or whatever. Per person, and you can rent like a like a massive villa. You and the boys, you can go out. The food's amazing. The culture's amazing. The golf is meant to be incredible. So I think Mar- 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 Morocco is, it would be a really good place to go in British winter because I think around it's, it's opposites, right? Isn't it opposite? I mean, it's kind of like above the equator, I guess. So yeah. it's going to be warm year round, um, and it's cheap. Yeah. I think I think that's a I think that's a destination. So next year, there's no booze though. 
No, there definitely is. There is, but it's very hard to get. I was in Morocco once and it was like, it had to proper look for it. Right. And I know I'm an alcoholic, Listen, but I'm not going to look for alcohol. The guy that um, I know that went to Morocco a few months ago, he's a borderline alcoholic. So there's no way he went on holiday <laughs> and he didn't drink, dude. So I'm sure there's ways of getting drinks. Let's, let's be honest. Is anyone in the UK not a borderline <laughs> alcoholic? Mate, I think everyone apart from me, I'm not bothered about drinking. So if, if you say to me, let's go on holiday and not drink, I'm like, yeah, cool, no problem, man. Like, I'm fine. Give me a glass of water and a pint of Coke and I'm good. But other than that, yeah, but I'll drink. Obviously, we're going to Italy. Uh, mate, the people that we're going with, I hope, I hope to God everything goes well because I'm already dreading it, man, because the drinking that's going to be going on, I can't keep up with you guys, man. I have a pint of beer and I'm drunk. I'm such a lightweight. I can't do it. We're not having beers. We're going straight on the lash. <laughs> I'd, I'm, I'd, ra I'd rather not have beers. I'm not, because I'm, I'd, I'd rather have shots of tequila. No, than come a on. Pint it's gonna, it's gonna be a It's going to be a classy trip. We're going to live in like a lovely little apartment. Uh, Mate, I've seen, I've seen your apartment. Nice... It doesn't look that lovely. <laughs> <laughs> what do you expect? Overpaying for like, you know, the Ryder Cup. I can't believe we booked like literally a year ago and it's still so expensive. Know, it's mate. crazy. I know. Um, Madness. Yeah. But I, can't, I mean, literally counting down to the Ryder Cup, you know, two weeks to go. I know. Um, so yeah, I get back from Spain. Yeah, the rest, couple of weeks the restaurants are booked. Oh, right? yes. Um, I actually, well, I think we, we we talked about something. I really want to make this happen, but like, you know, you got to do some more research because there's no, literally nothing we can do. So basically in the Ryder Cup, yeah. Um, have you actually looked on the, all the sort of like, what's it called? Course, inform not course information, like travel information, right. how you actually get to the course during Ryder Cup? Yeah. Have dude. you actually looked at no, it? No, well, you sent it to me and that, like, that's, what, that's what I've seen, but it's not, it's not easy. So basically, basically, right. You know, there's no cars allowed. I'm sure there's some hospitality packages. You're allowed to park a car, but again, um, no cars allowed. Um, not even like, you can't even walk to the course. Like, as in, you can't just kind of like, you know, take a bus to the local town and then walk for like 20 minutes. Right. Like, they won't allow you. Yeah. The only way you can get in is via a park and ride or a taxi ride or like, you know, again, train and ride, something like that, right? So you park your car at a designated spot, you take a train to, you know, take a train to a particular station or take a taxi that will drop you off at a particular spot and then you take their sort of um, designated buses to then go directly to the course now that sounds like it's fine like every event has that right um but the problem is guess how long that bus ride is from the closest spot like how long the closest spot you can be dropped off right right uh which i believe is one of the sort of parking rides yeah guess how long it's going to take just from that drive from the parking ride place to the to the uh to the um oh, no. marco simone golf um, club don't say it's longer than like 20 minutes, dude. 55 minutes. How, how does that make sense? It's, I don't know what they're expecting. I mean, I guess- Wait, Roma wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So you, you park and ride. Is that to get a car and park there or is that to get the bus? It, it's even further away. So that's, that's when you parked in that place, how long the bus, uh, how long it would take for the bus to take you from that location to the golf course for you to get off and then to walk to the venue. So, hold on, I'm lost, man. I'm lost. So you you go to let's say like, the you central cannot, Rome. You, you, let, let, let's, let, no, it's not in central. So you, we live in central Rome. We gotta take a right. train. Or we take a subway or whatsoever into yeah. like one of the stations where they have sort of event buses. Park yeah? and ride. 
Okay. Yeah. So then you get the bus and that takes you 55 minutes. And that takes you 55 minutes. And some of the locations will take you 17 minutes. 17 minutes. Jesus. Bearing in mind, so you're already going to the outskirts. It's going to take you like an hour to get from the central sort of Rome into the sort of like the outskirts of Rome. And from there, it's going to take you another 55 minutes at least to um, get to the venue. So, so my proposal, right? Okay, and I still need go. to do get some ready, research. Please. Here we go. Here we go. We're going to hopefully rent a... <laughs> no, even if you get a helicopter, Par you can't get in. You can't get in. You have to, like, oh you have to like drop yourself off at the park and ride and then take a 55-minute bus. <laughs> like, right, okay, get a helicopter. With, within two minutes, you're at the park and ride. And still, you need to take an hour <laughs> to get to the golf venue. That's mad. But right. the only thing, the only remote sort of... I had like one, like one sentence really triggered my interest, yeah? Which says, those on motorcycles will be allowed a oh. parking close by to the venue. There is zero information about what that means. Like as in, there is no map for like motorcycle parking. There is no map right. for like where it might be. All it said was that for motorcycles, you will receive instructions to park somewhere nearby the venue, right? With the key on the nearby. Dude. So guess what? I'm proposing I'm us down. to rent a Vespa. Yeah. yeah. Sold. And and I found a Vespa rental location right sort of nearby our like area where we're staying. Yeah. Okay. I've inquired to them and they have availabilities. I haven't made the booking yet, but I'm saying that we take a risk <laughs> potentially and then okay. go there. I'm down. I'm I'm no no problem with me mate. The only issue is first of all how much is it to rent a Vespa? Like 40 euros a day. Okay. Easy. Like, How confident are you that we can find... So do we need to pay for parking even though it's a motorcycle? 50-50. No clue. <laughs> I it's love it. I love it. Cool. I'm down. I'm sure we can put it somewhere, dude. I'm sure there'll be somewhere. It's a, it's a motorcycle. We can... I don't know. We can just leave it somewhere on the, on the, on the, no, in the middle of the road. Bearing in mind, know, they what they're saying is you can't even walk inside. Like, you have to actually... You know, you have to take one of the buses for an hour. Dude, how, how remote is this place? It's not even that remote. But the problem is, like, you know, it's just because it's a big event. It's estimated to be how many people visiting? Like, what, 700,000 people over the whole oh week? Oh, my God. Listen, Chenji, it's all you, mate. You're, you're the, you're the um, what do you call it? You're the glue but of the operation. What a story would that be, right? Taking a Vespa in Italy to go to see the Ryder Cup. That's kind of like I'm. I'm fully down. I'm. I'm. I'm done. That's on I'm, the. I'm sold, mate. That's on the bucket list. <laughs> it is. It is. I said to That'd this. I, I said to you this. I. I want to rent a Vespa. Go around. It, uh, go around Rome. But if we can rent a Vespa, go around Rome, and then somehow go to the Ryder Cup in a Vespa. Come on, dude. You know. Oh, on, something man. else I did. I, I got to tell you something I did. I didn't want to tell you, but like I mean, obviously, because I was only going to tell you if I pulled through, but I didn't pull through. Um. So. You know, I've got Hilton Point, oh. yeah? <laughs> and guess what they released about two weeks ago? Oh. Okay, go on. To play, I know, I know. To play on no, the Marco Simone golf course the day after the Ryder Cup. How much was this? I bid 500,000 <laughs> points for it, which is worth which is roughly speaking like, I don't know, like 3,000 pounds, 2,000, I don't know, something like that. No, for, uh, for, is that for what, for a one ball? Four people. No way. Dude, we were in fighting on who was going to play and who was not going to play. Because there's six of us. 
didn't get it anyway. I think somebody won it with like over a million points or something. Like you know, it just it was a bit no right. Way. The last oh, minute, so, just, so so I was a bit. Was was, it like there a was one available package. So it was it was like eBay basically, like you know, you put in like how many right. points you want to do, um, and Imagine then that. you know. But the thing is, like, I didn't have that many. I, I don't have a million points. Like, if I wanted to bid a million points, I would have had to purchase speculatively a yeah. million points. Uh, like and then you might not points. use them. And then I may not get them because yeah, and then I'm stuck with a bunch of points and like I'm out of pocket no by five thousand pounds. <laughs> wow. Who? Yeah. Let, let's say okay. Let, let, you have to do this now. If you if you won the bid. Who is your four ball? You, you have to, and you have to be honest, because obviously it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't make a difference. I mean, so obviously you. Okay, who else? You have to name and shame, mate. Who, who's staying behind? You dude, have to you pick. make, this is, I, I can't, I, dude, you have this to is do crazy. It. You have to. I don't I, care. Dude, you know, you know the kind of personality I am. I can't do this. Like, yeah. I'm just going to be like, well, first to. come, first serve. So you're going to be guaranteed, yeah, for you. Like, literally, you're the only okay. guaranteed person. And the other two Thank are just going to be like, you know, amongst my fucking golf circle and say like, I... <laughs> <laughs> two two spots to play at the Ryder Cup venue the day after the Ryder Cup. Who's in? Jesus First two Christ, gets the imagine that. First two gets the spot, and plus another grand. Dude, <laughs> Im imagine the nerves to play the Ryder Cup the day after. Oh my now, god! But that, to be fair, be so so, okay, you know, I was slightly disappointed when I didn't get this. Right, but at the same time, I was thinking, kind of glad. <laughs> like, wait. First of all, they're gonna be. It's gonna be a super tricky course. Yeah. Um, oh, big time. Second all of all, time. yeah, and second of all, it's like I mean, it's 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 a nice cause and a Parkland cause, and everyone's going to be gone. It's kind of like the experience, the prestige of yeah. playing there. Like, it's definitely like a bucket yeah. list thing. But is there something really yeah. that you want to spend two thousand pounds on, like for just a game of golf? It it's no, I agree with you. It's just to be able to say that I've played the Ryder Cup venue the day after the Ryder Cup. That that's what that's what you're paying for. That's the only thing you're paying for. Yeah. Because let's say, yeah, because th th that's actually the way it is. I mean, I don't even think it's that expensive to play that course on a normal day. I can't imagine it being that expensive. So no, I th actually I know how much exactly how much it costs for, to play on a regular day. I think on a weekday, it's it's like only mm. ninety euros or something like 80, 90 euros. There you go. And then on like a weekend that's afternoon like or something, it costs like one hundred and fifty, hundred sixty euros. So like, why not like, just you know, okay, for two thousand pounds, you could like literally mm. have a huge holiday, like a whole week, um, go to Rome, play the course three times, and then come home. Right. Now, obviously, it doesn't have the prestige of like playing the day after the Ryder Cup or the memories associated yep. with it. But it's like, okay, yep. you know, at what, at what it's, point it's is also the it's also the grandstands, the the walk is is that whole thing of yesterday. Rory McIlroy teed off this. The, you know, that's the prestige that it holds. That's the price that it holds. But but is the prestige will always be. But the prestige will always be there. Like obviously, it's it's more that you play the day after, but then the whole yes. excitement wears out. I mean, hey, look, I if agree. I was a, if I was a billionaire, would I do it? Hundred percent. No, listen, listen, listen. When you when you're playing the front nine holes, you're gonna be like, oh my god, this is the best thing ever. But then when you're starting to finish off by the seventeenth, eighteenth hole, you're gonna be like, I, I can't believe I just paid two thousand pounds to say that I've teed off on the same tee as Rory McIlroy. Exactly. You know, and you're gonna be like, I can't believe it. And it's, it's like it's gonna be. Yeah, it's on, it's not even like I'd rather actually, to be fair, spend like a million, um, or like spend like two thousand pounds to be in a part of a pro am. Oh, hundred percent, I agree. Because you know, I then you'd be, you know, it might even just be like a regular sort of um, tour player, not Rory McIlroy, but still, it's yeah. kind of cool to watch like a real professional play, well, big time. Right? Um, and then you know, like actually, there are spectators looking at you, and then probably like you, know, you get a hospitality experience too, like um, you know, 
yeah, during after you finish the game of golf. So you get to meet and I, greet, I completely have a couple of you. drinks, proper day out. Whereas this is literally just paying like two grand a person for a round of golf, right? And then that's it. I agree. You're you are you're completely right. So, um, but, but then again, you know, I'm if, always if on the lookout because because Hilton sponsors the you know DP World Tour, right? They always yeah. release tickets. They have always like bids for like. Um, participating in the programs for these like big events such as the Wentworth that's coming up this weekend and then there is yeah. also like you know the Abu Dhabi um, championships you know that's going to happen towards like um, I think later this month uh, no next month Ooh, um, that could be something anyway go on another winter location for golf Dubai Ooh. That, but I promise you it's not going to be cheap <laughs> no, it's, it's not going to be cheap well, hey, look! All you gotta do is get into one of the one one more of those uh, Rick Shields videos, and uh, right. voila, there we go. We're going. I, I hope. Know, but I hope next time he releases. I mean, he starts like auditioning for like another video where it's like higher handicappers, right? So this time they audition for like somewhere between people between was it tw like eleven and fourteen, fifteen? Yeah, twelve and fifteen. Twelve and fifteen, right? Yeah. So I'm out of that. But if next time they do something between like sixteen and twenty, I'm in. Dude, there was a comment in the in the YouTube video, and Richard and, and he was saying, uh, "Next challenge, you should do a uh, a twenty five to thirty handicap ch challenge. First person to hit a fairway wins a thousand pounds." And it's gonna and it's gonna take them thirty six holes. <laughs> exactly. First person to hit a fairway wins a thousand pounds. How good is Mate, that? Hey, but yeah, actually, um, that is super easy. I'll just use my putter off the tee on the par three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it, it's it's going back to um. To, to that um what do you call it that uh video that i posted on on uh, on the on instagram and it went super viral it's got like twelve thousand likes and everyone's like uh, basically me comparing saying how ross henley the, the the what is it the most accurate golfer on the pga tour has uh it's come 77th on the lpga compared to you know the ladies and, and every comment dude thousands of comments Everybody's like, it's because the hit is shorter. It's because the swings. I'm like, yes, we know. It's basically like this. So if you're hitting a fairway, just use a putter if you want to hit a fairway. But that's not the aim of the game, is it? You want to hit it as far and as long as possible, mate. Exactly. You don't want to hit short. Exactly. You don't just exactly. want to barely get it on the fairway, I, I, mate. You I, I want to get it. I still, I still can't believe how many comments we got on that video. Like, dude, dude, you're still like, getting comments and the comments are all the same. And I'm like, I guys, know, just read guys. the comments. I'm like, you don't get it. Read the I comments. People, Every single comment is the same. I know it's actually kind of funny though, isn't it? But hey, look, you know, it is. It's funny, <laughs> but I'm like, come on, guys! Like now, it's getting to the point where you're like, listen, I understand. I think what people didn't realize on that post is they thought that I don't know. I was just surprised how he was 77th, and there's 76 straighter golfers on the LPGA, and I get it. I get why, dude. But again, I just can't believe how high the number is does that make any sense yeah of course, that's what of surprised course. me the most obviously the ladies swing gets slower obviously they don't hit it as far but like this is we get that and, every, and you got all the bandits and they're like oh uh, if you if i had a seven iron i'll hit 100 percent greens in regulation like yes we'd, i'm not saying that first of all you wouldn't but yes never mind but it is what it is anyway 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 mm. moving on moving on dude i forgot to tell you earlier Go so going back to where i am now the course that I played today, the Poniente course, right? Yesterday, I was playing the Levante course, and I said I played with two, uh, like an older couple, and uh, they they live here. They've got a house here. They're, they're from Bath. They're, they're British, right? And they live here, and, I, and uh, they have like a monthly membership here. 
So um, even though they don't live here all year round, they kind of come for here for one month and they go back to England for a few weeks and they come back, whatever. So I said to them, oh, I'm, I'm playing the other course tomorrow. And they were like, oh, be careful. And I'm like, what for? He goes, well, first of all, it's like a very difficult course to play. Second of all, uh, because it's not, it's not part of the hotel, it's like a little bit, it's, it's still hotel grounds, but it's a little bit out of the way. And because there's so many bushes and so many like ravines and all that stuff, there's some like locals that hide in the bushes. And then while you're playing, they run to your buggy and they go through your bag and they steal all your valuables. And I'm like, no excuse way. me? And I'm like, excuse me? And he's like, yeah, it's like, it's so common that there's signs all over the golf course on that par 62 course saying, please look after your valuables, you know, because we don't hold, we're not hold, held responsible if you lose anything. And I'm like, what? How crazy is that, dude? Have you ever heard of anything like this? So today, I've left my wallet at home. I've, I've, I've kept my, my uh, phone in my pocket all day. I've left everything. Today, I went to the golf course with literally my bag and my clubs, and that was it. I didn't take anything else with me, dude. And I'm like, and all, all I kept thinking about was like looking over my shoulder to see if anybody popped That's out of like the bush. Look, look, looking in the bushes and be like, is there yeah. anybody there? Anybody yeah. there? And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I took, I took Christina with me. I took my wife and she was like, I can't imagine like people just jumping out of these bushes. And I'm like, well, neither can I, but apparently it's very common. I didn't see any signs. Obviously, nothing happened. Everything was fine. Everything, we were all safe. Nothing happened. But I was just like, I was like, yeah, that's the first time in my life I've ever heard of anything remotely close to that. So I was like, that's mad. But I mean, yeah, to be mad. fair, if you think about it, we never think about this because we live in the UK and it's relatively safe, right? But like, mm. some, if you go to like some of these dodgy locations to play around a golf, I guess it's but a legitimate... It's not dodgy. It's, 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 it I is. Mean, not, I mean, you know what? Not dodgy, but I guess. But also that like, it's just interesting to hear like, you know, actually... Um, Probably takes a lot of effort to secure a whole golf course, doesn't it? Big time. Like, you know what? You're right. You're you're right. It's it's not difficult. Like if somebody, let's say that right. Like you know, I'm, let's go to some of the some of the sort of I guess poorest country will have some of the richest people within that country, right? And then they'll have like one really posh golf club, and uh, because it's so big, right? Like what what, what oh prevents God, them? Dude. Somebody just to hide in the bushes and do the same thing. Listen to this. I've just had a thought. You know, during like autumn. No, it's not autumn. What am I saying? During um, like winter and then summer's about to come. Spring, that's what I was going for. There's some golf courses where it's car path only, especially if you go to abroad. There's a lot of places where it's car path only. So what do you do? You're on the car path. Let's say you're in the middle of the fairway. You're 30 yards out on the car path. You, you want to go to the middle of the fairway, but you're not sure what you want to hit. So you take your seven iron, you take your eight iron, you take your, I don't know, nine iron with you. And you decide when you're there, right? This is a very common thing everywhere around the world. So you leave your whole bag with your valuables, shall we say, on the cart path. If somebody knew the course, even a little bit, even a little bit, they could easily run to your buggy, grab the driver, that is the most expensive club in your bag, out, a stealth driver, like whatever, grab your driver and then run away. How easy is that? You'll never catch them, dude, because they know where they're going. And, and not only that, when you're about to hit a shot, the last thing you're thinking about is, oh, where's my buggy? Is anybody anywhere near my buggy? I think it's, it's actually, this, I, I don't want to say this, it sounds bad, but the, thieves on golf courses should be more common than what, what they are. Because I can, on, on any single golf course that we've played, I'm sure looking around, there's a, a fence that you can hop on, in and out. Easily. Or, you know, there's something, you know, and then you can just, and if you know the golf course, if people know they've got like, if you're, if you're really that sad 
and desperate or whatever, and you want to steal somebody's clubs, I'm sure there's ways of doing it. And that that way on the the car path, I think is a it's a really interesting way of doing it. So should the name of this episode should the name of the episode be Chenji and Theo try to steal try to commit friendly robbery in the golf course? <laughs> it's going to be along those lines. I promise how you. To, it's, it's going like, to be how to how to commit robbery in a golf course. Like <laughs> yeah. They're perfect. There you go. How perfect. to commit robbery on a golf course. How to Ooh. commit friendly rob how to commit around the friendly robbery on no. over around no, a golf. Not friendly. Forget friendly sounds too nice. You you want a little bit of a clickbait. Don't worry, I'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll talk after the episode. All right. We're talking <laughs> we'll live about how we're gonna clickbait you, so stay tuned, guys. It's not clickbait, because <laughs> it's, it's true. We we've spoken about this, right? And it's a, it's a very common uh, dude, you have a, a, a Voki wedge got stole, get stolen off you. But it's your fault, but you still got stolen. Yeah, it's my fault. But uh, to be fair, actually, to be fair, if you think about it, it's still theft, isn't it? Like, you know, you um, a lot of time. people like, you know, when you go around the greens, you bring a 60 degree wedge or whatever, like wedge plus a putter. And then oftentimes, mm. OK, you know, you've you've um, you've wedged, you know, you've hit a chip and then you go to the green and you put the ball and then you forget and you leave your wedge on the like around the greens. Right now, yep. eight, nine out of ten times the you know, the people behind you will pick it up and give it to you the next yep. couple of holes or put it in the clubhouse, right? But yeah. I've had an experience, I think actually that was like the first sort of um, year I got into golf whereby, yep, I did something like that and then I left my 60 degree wedge around the, you know, around the greens and then just and never it, had it back. Like, and it was a Vokey wedge as well. It was like it, a 160 pound wedge. No, 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 it wasn't that expensive. I think it was like um, sort of like an 80 pound wedge or something. Um, oh, but okay. It was like, cause the thing is, it definitely didn't get lost because it was just around the greens. Like anybody who would be yes. walking onto the greens will find it. Like somebody would have found There's it. There's no way. 100%. There's no way it's it got, it's gone proper missing, right? Yes. But, and I called the pro shop afterwards and said, just keep an eye out for this wedge. You know, just give me a call. I call in a couple of days later, nothing. I call in a week later, yeah. nothing. And it's like, okay, surely at this point somebody would have found it. So somebody yeah, decided yeah. to actually steal it. So it is what yeah. it is. I've, I've lost, obviously, well, not lost. I've forgotten head covers loads of times before. But thankfully, people kind of return the head covers. Like, who wants to steal a head cover, dude? I know. Unless it's, it's like a so... limited edition, Scotty Cameron. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That I, that I get. Dude, they, go I I, of, they go for they hundreds do, of pounds. They do. You're right. You're right. So head covers. Uh, my, I, I have a Scotty Cameron, but I've never, ever used it. So obviously I get, I get that. That makes sense because Stell bought uh, a Scotty Cameron the other day on eBay, and uh, and he bought like a like a, a new wet, um, head cover, like a different one, and it cost him like eighty pounds. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense because, dude, anybody, anyone will steal a, a Scotty Cameron head cover. They're just such a nice piece to have. I wouldn't. I don't need to steal it. But I'm saying I, I can see why people want to steal them. Yeah. But yeah. Here's a, here's a question to you. How much would you? So like, you know, my friend Leo, who I play golf with here in London, yeah? So yes. he's got these like super expensive Scotty Cameron putters, which is like what's called, it's the tour issue. You know, the ones with like a circle T on there. Have you ever yes. heard of that? Yeah. Yes. How much would you pay for one of those putters? If I, if I could afford it. Okay, listen, listen, listen. When it comes to putters, I can, I've got four putters now and I, I can see myself building a little collection in the future. So when I finally have my house and I have my little office, I can see myself because I've got it in my basket already on eBay, those Scotty Cameron like stands that you can buy. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I would yeah, love to have a, like a collection of like, not the two and a half, three thousand pounds my girl Scotty Cameron putters, not that range, but I can see myself with like a two, three, two, between two and three hundred pounds each Scotty Cameron, like the one that I have now is like this beautiful black with like custom uh, black and yellow 
really nice. It cost me like 200 pounds or whatever, 250 pounds, whatever it cost me. That's mm. nice. Mm. I could, there was one at Woburn. It was like a tourist shoe. Uh, latest model, it was six hundred and thirty pounds. That's the the that's champion, a bit much. The, the championship model, that one, which it looks to beautiful. Be, that's it's not even I, a tourist I shoe it. though. I know I liked not, it as well. We we looked at it. It looks really way. nice. The head cover looks beautiful. Uh, you know the back of it looks. It's it's just not a simple putter. It's there's loads going on in the front. There's loads going on in the back. There's the, the, you've got the the, the standard uh, grip. You know the um, the head cover. Everything just about it. Six hundred and thirty pounds. That's a lot of money, dude. If I it know. was like a limited edition. I don't know. I, I could see myself, not now, but in the future, I could definitely see myself spending £600 on a putter. I never yeah. use it. I just have it. But what if it's not even limited edition? What if it's like literally you can only get it if you're a tour player or you know the tour players? Oh, that's a good that's one. Because that's what circle team. No, no, no. That's what, that's what tour issue only means, right? They don't sell it. Again. You got to know somebody who knows somebody. That, yes. But that is also limited edition because you, just, you can't find that anywhere, dude. You can't well, find exactly. that anywhere. It's just, more li- it's just more limited than the £600 right. commercial public. Okay. Um, uh, so I, I'm saying my maximum. But again, I could see my... Dude, silly pictures of the week. We weren't going to speak about this, but I spent a bit of money and I bought a Tiger Woods painting. <laughs> I press the button. I don't, yeah, it's, it's playing somewhere here. I don't have the button with me today. But yeah, silly pictures of the week. I'll post a picture here um, for whoever's watching. I bought um, a beautiful one-of-one one Zinsky Tiger Woods painting, and it's absolutely beautiful. I've, I've kept my eye on this for about 18 months. I couldn't afford it. I ended up winning 10 grand from a random guy called Rick Shields, and I'm like, you know what? The only thing I'm going to buy from this £10,000 is this painting. And I got a really good deal, as I told you. It's worth a lot of money, mate, or a lot more than what I paid for it. So happy Abs- days. Absolutely, absolutely. So yes, uh, I want to say that I wouldn't spend a lot of money. I wouldn't spend over 600 pounds on a Scotty Cameron. But again, I could see myself spending more than 600 pounds on a Scotty Cameron. On some other stuff. Fair enough, fair enough. That's it. So go on. I look forward. It's two grand. It's worth 2,000 pounds. Well, yeah, it's worth 2,000. I think there's another one of these guys like worth 6,000 pounds. I would love to see them. Dude, they're just normal putters. Like, they're just normal yeah. putters. Seriously. But with, like, a circle T on there. Does he, does he use it? He actually uses it. Yeah. Wow. Listen to this. <gasps> Listen to this. I know a guy. He plays with Stell quite regularly. He's, he's very, very rich. Just after COVID, or just... No, it was during COVID. We were playing in Kibble. This was years ago, right? This guy, somehow... Apparently, it's a thing. If you just know a few people, he had a Scotty Cameron putter fitting in America with Scotty Cameron himself. Dude, imagine that. So, and that's not going to be cheap, dude. Right? So this guy, and he had it booked, but he he was like, I, it, was, it was around that time when, we, when you couldn't travel anywhere, but it was like around the time where, it, you know, it could have like, the restrictions could have been lifted by then or they couldn't have. And there's like no refund on the deposit or nothing, dude. So he wasn't sure. Actually, I don't know actually if he went and if he got a Scotty Cameron putter. But dude, imagine that having that much money to the point and you knowing the people that you need to know to get have a Scotty Cameron fitting with Scotty Cameron himself, dude. Crazy. How much would you pay for that? How much would you pay a, for that? A fitting with Scotty Cameron, the man himself, including the putter. Yeah, <laughs> that that is easily a five grand job. Easily, easily, dude. I think I think that you know what I'm gonna find out. After this podcast, I'm going to make a note. I'm going to find out from Stell and ask this guy if he did, went, went through with it and how much the whole thing cost. 
I would I'm love gonna, to know. I'm going to say without the putter, a grand. Just for the fitting? Yeah. No chance. It's going to be way more than that, dude. I way think it's more. Just, I think it's Scotty because, Cameron. No because that fitting is going to be like thirty, like thirty minutes, an hour, an hour. Not with Scotty Cameron. No chance. How long? No chance. Is, how long is it going to take you to bloody fit a, a putter? Dude, it's Scotty Cameron. It's the most prolific putter uh, maker in the history of golf. There's yep. no yeah, way sure. it's going to be less than two thousand pounds. Okay, two thousand pounds. Uh, and keep in mind, you're a nobody, dude. You're nobody. You're not a PGA professional. Like we, like there's no way he's doing it for a random person from Kibworth for less than two, three grand. There's no chance. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find out for the next episode. Find out Hopefully and see how close out. I am. I'm, I'm, I'm literally writing it down now. Scotty Cameron fitting, uh, Stelios, and that should hopefully remind me for later on. But yeah, madness. Um, right, I've got some news. Well, news. Go on. I've, right, so I've, I've been digging the internet. So um, there was a charity event happening in America where um, I'm guessing it's a pretty um, big charity. It's called Fins on the Fairway. Um, I don't know much about the charity. I probably should have Googled it, but no, never mind. That's not the story. Uh, basically, this charity was, was having a, a hole-in-one prize for 90000 It was a, a $90,000 Mercedes-Benz. So Linda Chen rolls up, par three, and gets a hole-in-one. This happened back in May. And she's still, to this day, waiting to receive this prize. But what happened, right, is that um, she, f she failed to mention to the event that she was like, she's an like, ex-PGA professional and, uh, from 1994 to 1995. And now she's stated as an amateur with the, uh, with the USGA and has been an amateur for the last 15 years. So organizers, however, say that Chen failed to disclose her stint as a professional player and allegedly even signed an affidavit swearing she wasn't a former pro, which could, which could have rendered her in, a, in, a, in what is it, ineligible, ineligib say the word please, Chen man. <laughs> Ineligible. Yes. So she was, she basically, because she was a PGA professional and 10, 20 years ago, she was in a, in a <laughs> I can't say the word. Ineligible. So she is not ineligible for the prize. So now she's Linda Chen is taking all these uh, sponsors and the golf course and the event holders to court to claim her her um, what do you call it to claim her ninety thousand dollar Mercedes, dude. It's, it just doesn't make sense, right? Because in my opinion, the fact that she was a PGA professional twenty years ago, mind you, shouldn't hinder the fact that she got a hole in one. A hole in one is a hole in one, right? So exactly. I bet there's more hole in ones made by below average players than PGA professionals. Like throughout the year, oh yeah, of one, course, it's sheer numbers, yeah. But obviously, yeah, like the percent, the the percentage though for a tour player, and I guess even a former tour player or a scratch golfer to make a hole in one is so much higher than a recreational ten handicapper, twenty handicapper. I mean, yeah, I mean the hole in one is complete luck. So whether or not you're starting some out skill, both, some skill is involved, dude, but yes, there's zero skill. Come on, dude. Of course, there is there's skill. No you know, if if you hit it at the pin every single time and you have the skill to do it, like you've got a higher chance of the ball rolling into the uh, rolling into the I, cup whereas um if you're a recreational player and well, you only make the green 20 percent you know of times which yes. is the average sort of like recreational golfers you know percentage chance of making the green in one yeah on um on a par three then of course it's going to statistically you need more chances to just even get on the green now granted 
sometimes it ends up in the rough, it ends up bouncing on the sand, somehow gets onto the green and then ends up in the hole. But you still have a higher chance of when you actually hit your ball onto the green for it to then roll into the hole rather than like not even making it into the green and then rolling into the hole. I agree. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes, you, you're right. I'm not saying you're wrong. But my argument is how many videos have you seen on TikTok and Instagram where it's a recreational golfer, first time they've played golf, and then they just hit the ball and it rolls into the hole. I'm not saying there's no skill involved, but look, I think there's more luck than skill. I, no? I agree. There's more luck than skill, 100%. I just still think that skill is involved. Like, skill will yes, increase okay. your chance of making a hole-in-one. Yes, I agree. Okay, there we go. We figured it out. We figured out the hole-in-one scenario. <laughs> but yeah, I, in my opinion, just give it the damn car, man. She got a hole-in-one so, at the end of the day. So to this day, she's still like suing him. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like the yeah, 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 yeah. She's like, I, w- I want should. my 90,000. Yeah, and plus it's America, so, you know, <laughs> any, yeah, exactly. any chance but, to but sue someone. But to be someone... fair, it was, it was kind of weird though. Like, you know, what, what, what is this signed, sworn affidavit saying that she was never, she has never been a pro? It's mad. So basically what they're saying is we have a 90,000 uh, pound or dollar car up for grabs, but only to the 36 handicappers. <laughs> If you're a if you're a P, if you're an average player, basically, yeah, you can't you can't. If you're a I don't know if you're the between the ages of uh, twelve and uh, twenty one, you can't have this car. If you uh, if you are a f- uh, I don't know a six foot two male, you can't have this car. It's just like I don't know. Was it like so so many requirements to not have a car? But again, she was twenty years ago. She was a PGA professional for one year. She was on the tour for one year back before it was cool. And now they're like, yeah, sorry, mate, you can't win. No, that's just, that's, just, that's just silly. Come on, just give it the damn car. It's insurance companies, man. You know, like, you know, all these things are insured, right? That's it. That, yeah. And it's the insurance company that, that's coming back and saying, yeah, sorry, um, you can't win because you used to be a PJ professional. But it, it was a company. So I, I guess that's their job. You know, that's what they're supposed to do. But it is what it is. Mm. Yeah. Last, last bit of topic for today. I don't know if you've seen... But Cam Smith is on a rampage to try and get some uh, some uh, OWGR points, as he has dropped to 12th place in the in the rankings. And uh, yeah, to be fair, he had a decent major season as he finished ninth, if I'm not mistaken, on the PGA Championship and fourth at the U.S. Open. But mm-hmm. he wants to climb the ladder, and the reason why he wants to climb the ladder is because in the position that he's in now, he falls out of the automatic Olympic qualification places for Paris next uh, next year. So Ooh. he wants to kind of get up and, and play, uh, you know, and support, um, you know, his country uh, in the Olympics. So when Come on, he's lived- it, it, it can't, that's just silly again. You know, you're playing for country, right? And all politics aside, yeah? Mm. You know, you need to have the best athletes in a sport represent your country, don't you? I agree. And agree. for some arbitrary reasons, and even not so arbitrary anymore, because, you know, now obviously Liv and PGA, DP World Tour, they've reconciled, they're trying to do something together. Um, you're not allowing the best player of a country to participate yeah, in the Olympics. That is just silly. With you. That is 100% yeah. silly. So, this is why he's doing this. When his lift golf season finishes, end of October, he's going to Hong Kong, uh, to the Hong Kong Open, and then he's playing in the Australian Open, and then he's playing, uh, where is it? Lakes, uh, at the Lakes in Sydney, to try and get enough points to be back up to top 10. But, I mean, saying that, Dude, how, is it is it a second season that he's out of PGA Tour and he's still top fifteen? That's crazy. That's I feel like actually, wasn't it the last the last time that he played was in the British was in the British Open, right? No, it's, it's the Open, mate. It's not the British Open. 
Sorry, I know some come people on, call dude. it Gwen. Come Actually, on, the, mo- the moment I said British Open, I knew that was going to come. So sorry, <laughs> yeah. guys. The Open. So didn't he? Yes. Didn't he join Live after winning yeah. the Open? Yeah, it was literally the week later. He was like, yeah, he was the oh. talk of the town. Yeah, it was the week later. Uh, you should have asked him at the in the toilet that you ran in, that you ran into him with. <laughs> yeah, just a reminder: we we witnessed Cam Smith taking a massive dump. No. at the. Oh yes, that's true. Shall we tell was the story Dunvegan, quickly? There was a Dunvegan. Was that the Dunvegan bar? No, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't, what, it, no, no, it wasn't. What was it no, called no, again? I need to. The Jigger ah, Inn. No, it wasn't Jigger Inn. No, it, no, it was, no, no, no. It was no, the, the one, pub. It, it was two pubs down from the Dunvegan pub. Yeah. Ah. So the story goes because obviously, any new listeners, you probably haven't heard the second episode that we did. Uh, I don't blame <laughs> you, but please go back and listen. Um, basically, we were at St. Andrews for the 150th Open. We've, uh, we've just, we were just done for the day. I want to say Sunday or the Monday. No, it was Sunday. Um, no, no, we just it went was, uh, to it was, I think, no, no, it was Monday, wasn't it? Monday. Sunday. That, that's Monday. Monday. It was that, Monday. It was Monday. It, it, it doesn't matter. Anyway, so it was Monday afternoon. We just finished. We had bags full of stuff and goodies that we bought from the open. So we were like, let's go to um, our illegal parking spot and put all the stuff back and maybe head home. So as we go back and we notice that um, the parking farm was only like 20 quid or whatever it was, we're like, oh, why don't we go and have a, a, a drink to celebrate this 20 pound fine that we just got for parking next to St. Andrews. <laughs> so uh, as we're walking back, we right in front of us, who do we see running it? Well, literally actually pacing into the pub. It was only Cameron Smith. And we were like, oh, this seems like a good pub to go and have a drink in. No, to be fair, we didn't even see it was him. We just saw a mullet. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. We saw a guy. We saw a guy with a mullet speeding inside a pub, right? Yeah. And we're just like, all right, how many people in this town of St Andrews, Scotland, have a mullet? <laughs> true. So what? Did we and do? I was like, that's Cameron Smith. Let's go. That's, literally, so <laughs> it's we cross the, the road. It's the Ad. It's the Ad Gowan Hotel. Is that what it's called? The there you go. Right. Yeah. So literally we, two we, we, two doors away from the Dunvegan. Yeah. That's right. So we go in. Uh, I see outside, I'm trying to play cool. I'm like, I don't, I'm not bothered. I'm not going to disturb him. So I see outside with my uncle. Stell says, um, I need to go to the toilet. And we were like, okay, go to the toilet. And then Chenji says- we like, really? Yeah, no, wait, yeah. So then Chenji says, I'm going to get the drinks in. So we all say, yeah, just four pints of whatever beer, right? No problem. So Chenji goes to the bar. Stell goes to the toilet. Keep in mind, we go in and this pub is tiny. It's, it, it barely fits 20 people, right? So we're outside, me and my, me and my uh, uncle waiting. Chenji goes in, gets the drinks. Stell goes into the toilet. Chenji looks around the pub. He's nowhere, to, like Cam Smith is nowhere to be found. This, is, this was not, we weren't trying to disturb him. We were just kind of like, oh, this Cam Smith, he's in the same pub as us. That kind of, you know, the fanboy kind of thing just coming out, right? We didn't want to disturb him. So um, Chenji goes to the bar. He's looking around, he can't find Cam Smith. So then Chenji's like, oh, he's probably in the toilet. Chenji comes out with four pints of, uh, of beer. We sit down. Stell comes out from the toilet. And we're like, did you meet Cam Smith in the toilets? And he's like, no, guys. He's not in the toilet. And we're like, what? So at this point, I'm intrigued. I'm like, where is Cam Smith? So I'm like, I can't. Like, I'm not bothered about taking a picture with him. I don't want to disturb the guy. Obviously, he's his time off. He wants to have a good time with his friends, have a few drinks. But where is Cam Smith? So no, I at this time we thought, the is there like a secret tunnel? Like yes. where the players... Yes get yes. from like a pub to the yes. secret 
Players like, Lounge, like secret room. So I go into the pub, and in between the toilet and the pub, there's another like little doorway. So I'm in that in, in between the two doors, and I'm pushing the wall to try and find like a secret passage. And I'm like looking around the pub, and the pub is tiny, and he's nowhere to be seen. So I go in the toilet, and I notice that there's one stall, like a toilet toilet, where you sit down for a number two. I notice that the door was closed. So I knock on the door and I hear an, an Australian accent and he, and he goes, oh, um, just a minute, mate, or <laughs> whatever he said. I don't remember. It was like two years ago. And I'm like, just, I just run out. And I'm like, he's in the toilet. He's in the toilet taking a number two. <laughs> How sad is that? I, I was just happy that we found him and there wasn't a secret room. I can't believe, I just can't believe that he like knocked on the toilet door. Like of the, course, the, man, the, you the, have the to. The toilet stall. Like you have like, to. Someone in here, mate. <laughs> Someone in there, mate. It's occupied. Someone in there, mate. But yeah, anyway, a, a, few, a, few minutes, yeah, a few minutes later, Cam Smith comes outside. He walks past us. Uh, Chenji asked for a... Do you just have a picture with him? Or was that my cousin? You, you, you had... A, a, Chenji had a, um, his hat signed. And uh, they had a picture. And he went up on his way. And he actually sat on the Dunvegan... Uh, patio and had a few drinks with uh, with a bunch of PGA pros. It was amazing. I can't wait to go and, uh, and do it again. Included. There you go. Mm, amazing. Lovely. Anyway, can't wait. On that note, guys, thank you very much for listening. We really appreciate you. Please like and subscribe. Go follow us on our Rise and Slice podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Please subscribe to the channel, and we will see you again next week. Bye. Peace out. Peace out.